0: gray say his name, Kimmy gray say his name, Kimmy gray won't you say his name? John Crawford say his name, John Crawford say his name, John Crawford say his name, John Crawford won't you say his name? Michael Brown say his name, Michael Brown say his name, Michael Brown say his name,
1: Michael Brown won't you say his name? Say his name, say his name, say his name, say his name,
2: say his name, say his name, say his name, won't you say his name? Yeah
0: WTCC, good morning, welcome to The Spoken Word, I'm your host, Bishop Talbert Swan II, and as usual, we'll be telling it like it is through cultural idioms and nuances that shape the order, ethos, and chaos of the African American experience. Words have their own vitality, they shape their own consciousness and create their own context. For interpreting social and spiritual reality, the spoken word contains the power to reshape the landscape of society. Seven minutes past the hour of 9 a.m. And I want to thank uh, Mr. Kenneth Barnett for bringing us up into the 9 o'clock hour uh, with the promise. You can hear the promise every Monday morning. Uh, from 6 a.m. to 9 a.m. Bringing you the best in gospel music. And um, my goodness, what a, um, what a terrible day it was yesterday um, after um, hearing the news of um, the death of basketball legend um, Kobe Bryant. And um, the nation is mourning um, his tragic death and that of his daughter and the rest that were aboard that helicopter uh, that crashed in California. Um, Many people are still in shock um, about what happened. And um, so I couldn't do a program today uh, without um, talking about Kobe um his life and his legacy um and what he meant um to all of us so we're going to talk about uh Kobe Bryant also uh, the NFL all of a sudden is um saying that Botham John is everybody's child um that um they're so concerned now with the uh with the death of or the, or the killing by police of unarmed black people. They didn't care about that when Colin Kaepernick was protesting it. Now, all of a sudden, the NFL is inspiring change, and both of is everyone's kid. And I'm going to talk about the hypocrisy of the NFL. Um, it's absolutely insanity. Uh, and then... Now, uh, there's a group, hopefully we'll have time to get to this. I don't know if we will uh, with the other things that are on the plate today, uh, but there's a group out there uh, called ADOS, American Descendants of Slaves. It's a hashtag uh, that you've seen on Twitter mostly, and um, a group that um, is supposed to be fighting for reparations, but uh, they're spending most of their time fighting other black people who have the same goal of getting reparations for the descendants of enslaved Africans. And if we got time, uh, we'll talk a little bit about that. 413-736-2781. 413-736-2781. Is the number here connects me to you. Tell somebody that the bishop is on the air Right now, we're streaming live. Uh, uh, we're on uh, Facebook. We're on Twitter/slash Periscope. We are on um, YouTube and shortly we'll be up on the gram. So tell everybody uh, they can tune in. Also, you can tune in uh, at WTCCFM.org or at Hope. Radio 1, Hope Radio Number 1.org. All kinds of ways to tune in. But once again, 413 736 2781 is the number that connects me to you. Do me a favor, rep your city, rep your town. If you're streaming live, let me know where you're chiming in from, what part of the country um, you're chiming in from. Would love to know. Uh, exactly where you guys are coming in from so we can give a shout out uh, to wherever you are okay Uh, so do that for me don't touch that dial don't switch that streaming service nothing like that we're gonna be right back stay with us
3: particularly one because it affected me drastically i remember my sister gave me the call and i was in all matter of fact it felt the farthest from reality she seen somebody post r.i.p with his name and i said i doubt it's the same friend i had since the seventh grade she said I'ma call her sister and double check and called me back Said he hanged himself in his room and had been there for days Initially it didn't hit me, then it clicked And I remembered that I hadn't seen or heard from the homie all week Wish he had told me what had him feeling lonely and weak I guess everybody got demons we don't even speak of Cause I was with him exactly a week before the call Just under 20, he couldn't even purchase alcohol My best friend for like 6 or 7 years I'm not ashamed to say I shed plenty tears But it was hard, he was somebody I had plenty memories with The first person I ever burned any trees with The worst feeling is knowing that you would leave us in all this grievance without a reason One of the first people to ever believe in me When it came down to it, you knew you could call me if you needed me Cause that information I wouldn't have ever imagined It's sad thinking about it, I ain't happy that it happened But it made me there was plenty times when I thought that it would drive me crazy. But looking back on it, now I see all the drive that it gave me. I learned more about why I am who I am on a daily. I know it may sound crazy, but I'm glad that it made me. Yeah, was born the son of a pastor. He was who I was named after. Matter of fact, I even got some of his characteristics. Both of us got messages for the people. I just do mine with rhythm on beat. He do his on the pulpit with scriptures. Well connected, respected in the community. Ever since I was little, I felt like there was some pressure on me. It started off with little stuff like when my folk brought us to church and then they forced us to get up and say a testimony. Getting older I had to watch how I acted in public. Because people wouldn't hesitate to put that in discussion. Chatting like, isn't that the past? kid, I'm like, yeah, it asked me. But please don't expect me to be exactly like my daddy. Don't credit my family for how I am I'm not a little kid no more, I'm now a man and I ain't pointing fingers I'm not trying to do no blaming at all when it comes to how I came up I wouldn't change it at all because it made me there was plenty times when I thought that it would drive me crazy but looking back on it now I see all the drive that it gave me I learned more about why I am who I am on the it may sound crazy, but I'm glad that it made me, yeah Glad that it made me, yeah Glad that it made me Looking back on it, now I see all the drive that it gave me So I'm glad that it made me, yeah It made me, yeah It made me
0: I would kind of remix that and tell them that the reason this country really became so great is because it had 238 years of free slave labor of our ancestors in the cotton field, uh, bringing wealth to this nation such that no other nation had. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. you got to understand, some of us know that while the country claims to stand on the Puritan ethic of hard work, how are you working God help me in here today, in the big house, while we in the field. Uh uh uh, uh, It's the Puritan ethic of hard work, honesty, and thrift, Uh, but no, it's the sweat, it's the blood, it's the labor, it's the tears of enslaved Africans. that you accumulated such huge fortune because you had free labor. Could you imagine how much uh, multinational corporations today would make if they didn't have to pay their uh, laborers nothing? Y'all ain't going to help me now. They make huge profits right now, paying folk less than a living wage. But can you imagine if they could pay them Nothing, no check at the end of the week, no benefits, come on, no health insurance, no days off, no vacation time, just free slave labor. And can I put a pause there and parenthetically and tell you it still exists today because as I read to you last week. Uh, The 13th Amendment uh, of the Constitution said that there would be no slavery anywhere in America except for those that have been convicted of a felony, which means those that are now in prison are actually slaves. And so now you understand why black men can make up 13% of the population. But over 60% of the prisons, because it's free slave labor, go to the prisons now. We can go to the Ludlow jail right now. You can get welding done. You can get painting done. You can get signs made. You can get all kinds of stuff done for cheap. Why? Because the labor is free. God help me preach in here today. They accumulate fortune because of free labor. W.E.B. Du Bois in The Gift of Black Folk points out that the gift of labor is one of the greatest that Negroes have made to America nationally. It was in part involuntary, but whether given willingly or not, it was given and America profited from the gift. You see, it was our labor that helped build the cities of the north, helped make cotton king in the south. We prepared the food of the nation. We built schools for other people's children to attend. We cleared the forests and frontiers for the railroads. When the nation went to war, we spilled our blood alongside everybody else. Whenever we as a nation build ourselves up by taking advantage of either the innocence or trust Or the misfortunes or the sufferings of others Then we're standing on clay feet Whenever we build ourselves up by manipulating, misusing or abusing God's children We're standing on clay feet And as sure as we're born to die The judgment of the Lord is upon us Whenever we don't care who we use Or how we use them Who we step on To get what we want. We're standing on clay feet. Whenever we take from others and give back little or nothing in return, I'm coming down your street. Whether we're a nation, a corporation, an individual, or a church, we're standing on clay feet. Whenever we forget that God has said, let not the wise man glory in his wisdom, neither let the mighty man glory in his might. Let not the rich man glory in his riches, uh, but let him who glories glory in this, that he understands and knows me... That I am the Lord uh, who practices steadfast love, justice, and righteousness in the earth. If you don't remember that, you're standing on clay feet. Uh, when you exploit the poor, the less fortunate, you're standing on clay feet. If there's any lesson to learn from Nebuchadnezzar's Greek dream, it's that images uh, that stand on clay feet, no matter how great they are, they don't stand forever. Mm. Let me say that one more time. I said they don't stand forever. For Daniel tells us that from out of nowhere, watch this, he says, out of nowhere, a rock, Mm. a rock wasn't rolled with hands, but it rolled down from a mountain. And the rock fell on the feet of the image, making the whole statue collapse, and break into pieces. I believe that moving through the events of history is an unseen hand that's weaving the separate, disparate, and disjointed strands of history into a perfect whole. Some people call it the hand of fate, while others refer to it as destiny. Some call it providence, and others call it uh, determinism and predestination. But I know whose hand it is. It's the hand of God. And every now and then, from out of nowhere, God causes things to happen in order to let us know that he still lives. In order to let us know that he's still on the throne and that he still rules and he super-rules over his creation, uh, that he's not pleased with the things that we have done. And so it was one day when the world uh, uh, was looking at the image uh, uh, made of itself, that out of nowhere uh, a black woman whose ancestors have been part of the feet that the whole image had been standing on. A black woman by the name of Rosa Parks, who was an AME stewardess, boarded a bus in Montgomery, Alabama, and when asked to get up and give a seat to a white male passenger, she decided because her feet were tired because she was tired of being built. And scorn. Tired of supporting the huge military-industrial complex. Tired of being the last hired and the first fired. Tired of a Jim Crow lifestyle. Tired of being treated as if she had no rights, while whites were duty-bound to respect the That she wasn't going to move. There ought to come a time in your life when you get like Fannie Lou Hamer and you get sick and tired of being sick and tired. Is there anybody in the room who can say, you know what, devil, I'm tired of you messing around in my life and tired? Are you messing with my children? I'm tired of the mess going on at their schools. I'm tired of the drug dealers on the corner in my neighborhood. I'm, I'm tired of being scared to go home after a certain time at night. I'm tired of that Negro beating on me. I'm tired. Y'all ain't gonna help me in here today. You gotta get to a point in your life where you get tired of what's going on. And when you get tired of what's going on, that's when the hand of God moves. And it happened that God arranged Providence so that in the same place, at the same time, He had placed a little pastor, a young 20 something year old boy, at a Baptist church in Montgomery. A young 20. 20- 25-year-old PhD from Boston University whose name was Martin Luther King Jr. Somebody who had been rejected at three other churches uh, that didn't want him. Uh, The famed Riverside Church uh, in New York didn't want young Martin King. There were other churches that didn't want young Martin King. And this little church uh, uh, called the Dexter Avenue Baptist Church uh, uh, said, we want to get us a young, impressionable pastor, somebody that we can mold, because they had got tired of being in the midst uh, of the struggle, in the midst of all of the turmoil and what was going on, because they had an active, uh, active of this pastor named Vernon Johns, a, a loud mouth pastor kind of like y'all pastor. Come on somebody. Uh-huh, uh, 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 a pastor that was always stirring up trouble in the community and speaking truth to power and challenging the, the powers that be. And they said we're tired of all of that. We're going to get us a nice quiet pastor fresh out of school. Somebody we can mold and make in our own image but they didn't know who the Lord was sending to them. said them This young boy uh-huh. straight from Boston University uh, named Martin King. Uh, oh my God. And from out of nowhere in Montgomery, Alabama, the capital of the old Confederacy, King came forth proclaiming that the arc of the moral universe uh, may be long, but it bends towards justice and that truth crushed the earth uh, would rise again. Uh, when those blacks started proclaiming we'd rather walk in dignity than rise And shame. They set off a chain reaction all over the country, all over this nation. Blacks, young and old, educated and uneducated, found a new courage to stop laughing when they weren't tickled, to stop scratching where they weren't itching. To stop marking time and to start marching. Uh, and when blacks started marching, so did Native Americans uh, and so did Latinos. Uh, so did women and people devoted to international peace. And this old image uh, of America began to reel and rock. Uh, and it hadn't stopped shaking yet. And only God knows how long it will stand. So my final point, my sisters and brothers, look at your neighbor and tell your neighbor, God can move the rock uh, against clay feet. Uh, Oh, I don't think your neighbor got it. Uh, Look at somebody else and tell them, neighbor, God can move the rock uh, against clay feet. Uh, What are you talking about, preacher? That problem in your life, it may seem to be strong but it got clay feet. That sickness in your life may seem to have you down, but it got clay feet. That turmoil in your relationship may seem to have all hell busted loose but it got clay feet. You see, God moves from out of nowhere and the rock that shattered the image in Nebuchadnezzar's dream became a mountain that filled the whole earth. You see, the danger of clay feet is that one day God will raise up a stone. A stone that can tear down arrogance. A stone that can bring down our ivory towers of privilege. A stone a stone that will shatter the notion uh, of manifest destiny. Uh, a stone that will crash uh, into the foundation of white supremacy and racial oppression. Uh, a stone that will shatter all of our excesses uh, and destroy our feeling of entitlement. A stone that will remind us that God is the only superpower. Uh, that God has sent stones before against clay feet. Uh, he sent a stone against the economy to remind us that as rich as we are, we can join the rest of the world's poor. He sent a stone against our false feeling of security. You remember when two towers collapsed in New York. He sent a stone against systematic oppression when Ferguson and Baltimore Burned by the fires of frustration At the hands of those Who were sick and tired Of being sick and tired And I want you to know That God is still Jesus. sending
1: stones Jesus.
2: Would you tell your neighbor Neighbor God
0: Is still Sending stones Stones Against sickness And disease Stones against racial oppression, Uh, stones against domestic violence, Uh, stones against violence in our streets. Uh, He's sending stones against failing schools. Stones against poverty. Now. Stones against political corruption. Now. Stones against religious abuse. Now. God is still sending.
4: Stones
0: against clay feet. Bless your name. Now. No wonder the songwriter said, uh, I'm looking for that stone hewed uh, out the mountain
3: uh, I'm looking
5: uh... No your first warning weather forecast from Western Mass News.
3: Well, the mainly cloudy skies, perhaps a flake or flurry. Temperatures in the 30s. For this afternoon, clouds, a few breaks of sunshine, breezy. Highs still get up into the lower 40s. But tonight, mostly cloudy. Temperatures down into the 20s. Then for tomorrow, clouds and sun mix. There could be a flurry. Highs in the upper 30s. For Wednesday and Thursday, we should hang out to quite a bit of sunshine as the dry weather continues. High temperatures on Thursday in the low to mid-30s, so seasonable. Friday, we'll back up close to 40 degrees. Next chance of any us perhaps over the weekend. With your Western Mass News first warning forecast, I'm meteorologist Dan Brown. This program has been underwritten by Julius D. Lewis. Hi, I'm Julius Lewis, host of the Lewis Amaro Financial Hour, here on 90.7 FM every Wednesday from 9 a.m. to 10 a.m. with over 10 years of experience as an independent financial consultant providing the following services, 401K, pension, and tax-deferred account rollovers, life insurance, and tax-free income strategies, personal customer service, and a comprehensive understanding of various financial product, is what I'm most proud of. For financial services, Julius D. Lewis at 413-204-9661, 204-9661. Free consultation to review your financial portfolio.
4: WTCC would like to thank Julius D. Lewis for underwriting with us.
6: This program has been underwritten by Mass Hire Hamming County Workforce Board. Are you unemployed or trying to make ends meet on a minimum wage job? Are you seeking a career? Have you considered a manufacturing career? As a CNC or a complex machine operator, Mass Hire Hampton County Workforce Board has training slots available for a free 15-week advanced manufacturing training program. Trainees will learn blueprint reading, shop math, how to use measurement tools, and basic machining operations and setup. Training programs are located in Chicopee, West Springfield, and Westville, Mass. Applicants must be unemployed, only working part-time, or cannot be making more than $13 per hour. A high school diploma. Or equivalent is required for this program. For more information and to sign up Joanne Lyons, 413 787 1552, email at jlyons at masshirehcwb.com. WTCC would like to thank MassHire for underwriting with us.
4: This program has been underwritten by Westfield State University and Springfield Public Schools.
6: Hi, I'm Dr. Cheryl Stanley, Dean of Education at Westfield State University. And I'm Azelle Cavan, Chief Communications Officer at Springfield Public Schools. Do you want to be an inspiration, transform a life? Become a teacher in your neighborhood right here in Springfield. A career as a teacher at Springfield Public Schools allows you to work in a field with many opportunities for promotions and salary increases and inspire youth from your career community to dream beyond their challenges. A unique partnership between Westville State University and Springfield Public Schools paves the pathway for Springfield Public School students to become Springfield Public School teachers. For more information, contact the Springfield Public Schools High School Guidance Counselor or Westville State University. Reach to
1: teach!
4: WTCC would like to thank Westfield State University and Springfield Public Schools for underwriting with us.
0: 90.7 WTCC. First, uh, let me, let's, um, we need a moment of silence, um, in honor of Kobe Bryant. We're going to do that right now. Moment of silence, uh, in honor of the late, great, um, NBA legend, um, on a team that I didn't particularly like. Uh, my brother loves the Lakers to this day, uh, but certainly respected um, his talent and respected who he was. A moment of silence on behalf of Kobe Bryant, Gigi, uh, and all of the others that were aboard that helicopter. Amen. So Kobe was one of the um, early ones who made his leap um, directly from high school into the NBA. Uh, That's how talented he was. Uh, And and he had a a, a sparkling 20-year career with the Lakers that established him as one of basketball's all-time greats argument is who was greater him or uh, Michael Jordan or LeBron James and certainly his name is up there within the top five people that are talked about all of the time Um, he was among nine people that were killed in that helicopter crash on Sunday morning north of Los Angeles um he was only 41 years old um tragically that crash also killed uh Gianna Bryant 13 years old second oldest of his four daughters with his wife Vanessa um they were going from the family's home to um Thousand Oaks 30 miles northwest of Los Angeles um Gianna was a budding basketball star herself, and she was scheduled to play that afternoon um, with a game in a game with her team, who was coached by her father at his Mamba Sports Academy. Um, and of course, you know the news of his death rocked the nation. I was sitting at my kitchen table. Um, And my son came running in the room because he just heard me saying, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God, when it flashed on my screen, um, the notification um, that Kobe had been killed. Good morning, caller. Good morning, caller.
2: Oh, good morning, Reverend.
0: Yes, you're on the air.
2: Uh, How are you today? I'm good. Good, good. I'm great. I I
0: am so excited to talk to you. I'm Lincoln
2: White, I've been talking at you <laughs> on uh, on Twitter. You've been talking um, at me. Yes, sir. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I've been just.
0: I'm so excited to have found you. All right. You, you want to you you, you want to make a point?
2: <laughs> yes. Yes. I'm sorry. I want to add my 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 witness to your testimony that white evangelicalism is. Uh, is just white supremacy. Uh, I grew up in, uh, in two different white Pentecostal organizations in Mississippi. And, uh, the, one of the first questions that led me astray was, why in Mississippi are there no black folks in my church? Why? It blew my mind.
0: Yeah. Uh, which, which, which denominations were you part of?
2: Uh, I was in the uh, United Pentecostal Church, and I was also in uh, a small, small organization called the Associated Brotherhood of Christians.
0: All right. Uh, And are you still part of uh, a Pentecostal movement? If so, which one?
2: Absolutely not. Absolutely
0: not. (laughs) But I definitely agree. Um, um, Much of white evangelicalism is definitely tied to white supremacy thank you for your call good morning caller you're on the air
5: yes oh i didn't mean to call you up brother swan i was trying to speak with you in a personal matter that i called a left at your church for the bergen circle thing so okay i'll call you back
0: all you right after. Thank you. Sorry. okay y'all can't call me on the air if you want to talk in private 413-736-2781 um so, uh, you know, Kobe, Kobe, Kobe. Kobe won 5 NBA championships with the Lakers. Kobe scored 81 points in a single game. I I mean, um you know, he was he was just a mammoth figure uh on and off the court. Uh from the time he arrived in the league, I remember 1996, I was um um a young man um lifelong uh fan of basketball played ball myself and um um you know i remember when he was the 13th pick in the draft that year um it was questionable what he was going to do but uh over the next 20 years i mean he earned 18 all-star selections uh, uh regular season mvp awards uh two nba final awards to go with his five championship rings and so by the time he retired um in 2016 um after that last game which was an unforgettable 60 point farewell game where he sat out the fourth quarter um um he he had built an unmatched legacy and I'm, I'm from the home of basketball. I live here in Springfield, Massachusetts. So every year in September, one of the big highlights in my city is that um, is enshrinement weekend um, in September. And this September uh, will be the first year um, that Kobe is eligible um, to be inducted into the Hall of Fame. And if he lived, um, he would have been. He will be posthumously, um, but he'll definitely be elected on the first ballot, his first time being eligible. There's no doubt that he's going to be um, in the Hall of Fame. Um, the, the Lakers retired both his jersey numbers. Um, that he wore over two 10-year stretches. He wore number eight, and then he wore number 24. Um, um, And now the NBA is talking about whether or not they should retire those numbers across the board. Um, um, But, you know, we, we really don't have any words. We really don't have any words. And I know there are some... Uh, Folks out there who are talking about some old things, sexual assault allegations, et cetera, that he was never convicted of. And so you've got some white supremacists out there calling Kobe a rapist while they worship and defend a guy in the White House who's been accused of raping 22 women. But anyway, um, Kobe uh, was... He was number three um, on the NBA scoring leaders with over 33,000 points uh, behind Kareem Abdul-Jabbar and Carl Malone until LeBron just passed Kobe Saturday night. And, and being the gentleman that he is, um, Kobe um, tweeted his congratulations to LeBron just 15 mere hours before the crash and told him to continue uh, to move the game forward and gave him and said, much respect, my brother. Um, The legend, Kobe Bryant, we're going to miss Kobe, uh, who was just getting started um, with his contributions to our nation and the world post-NBA, which I'm sure... Uh, even in the few years that he was retired, were already significant and were going to be even more significant. So our hearts and prayers go out to his wife, Vanessa, and his entire family, immediate and extended family, uh, and our hearts are broken at the loss of uh, Kobe Bryant. 413-736-2781. 413-736-2781. Four one three seven three six two seven eight one. Now let me tell you, when, when, when Trump finally got around to tweeting about Kobe's death, uh, Kobe had it had already been widely reported, and he was still tweeting nonsense about um, the impeachment hearings about John Bolton and. Uh, that kind of stuff and, and many people were irritated that here the nation is in shock and you're thinking about yourself but that's what narcissists do that's what they do so I'm I'm going to read to you what I said when that clown finally got around to saying something about Kobe um, and I've been under attack by white supremacists ever since uh, including multiple calls to my church last night including a death threat because uh, they're upset about what I had the audacity to say to the to the fake president Um, um, so one caller uh, said that you know i was an n-word uh who should be hanged Who should be hanged um so once trump tweeted i tweeted back at him and this is what i said i'll read it verbatim so you understand what it what it what i said i said that is terrible news exacerbated by the fact that you're still in office you don't respect black athletes Keep Kobe's name out of your lying, racist mouth, you vile, disgusting, white nationalist demagogue. I said what I said. I meant what I said. Uh, before I take it back, I'll add more to it. Um, he's the one who castigated, maligned Colin Kaepernick and, and other black athletes. Uh, who were kneeling in protest of, of the extrajudicial murders of black people, uh, he called them sons of bees, which means not only was he talking about them, he was calling their mothers bees as well. He has no respect for black people as a whole, definitely not for black athletes, and so he could have just kept Kobe's name out of his mouth. Uh, he was already tweeting about other stuff. just He could have just left it alone. And so all of these... This is what they do. These white trolls, um, they then they started stalking my social media accounts. So they're all over my Facebook. Matter of fact, those of y'all are streaming on Facebook, go to some of my other posts and see these guys and respond back to these clowns. Um, so they, they just randomly, they they go anywhere. They find a picture of my grandchildren and then start saying some racist stuff. Uh, As comments under pictures of my grandchildren, they have no morals. They're trash. They're they're rabid dogs foaming at the mouth uh, in defense of that piece of garbage in the White House. Um, um, And so they're all over my Instagram, all over my Facebook all on my YouTube page, commenting on random videos that have nothing to do with this. Um, that's that's what they do. That's how they get down. They, they want to try to intimidate you and, and threaten you. I ain't scared of none of y'all. God didn't put the spirit of fear in me. All right? He's not given us the spirit of fear, but of love, power, and a sound mind. So I'm not scared of none of y'all. And, of course, they look up the number to my church, and they call my church. And this is how stupid they are. Some time ago, because we were getting so many calls, so many anonymous death threats and, uh, you know, threats of what they were going to do to me and my family, Um, uh, we had our service provider make it so our church will not receive anonymous calls. So the number has to be identified. These dummies call, identify themselves through their telephone number, and then still make threats that are now being reported to the authorities and to the FBI. This is how stupid these people are. Now, the guy who called me Yesterday, um, let me tell you this guy's name because he he was dumb enough uh, to call with his number out there. His name is Howard Burkham. Howard Burkham. B-U-R-K-H-A-M. Howard Burkham of Mableton, Georgia. Look him up. You'll find his information online. Howard Burkham of Mableton, Georgia. He called my church in a fit um, to tell me I was a racist while he called me a nigger. Yeah, that's what he... I I kid you not. I kid you not. This guy said, you're a racist nigger. How do you call somebody a racist while using a racial epithet at the same time? That's Howard Burkham then he calls back and he tells me you know we used to hang niggers like you my message to howard was anytime you feeling froggy leap because if you come to springfield massachusetts with the intent on hanging me you won't leave here like you came in jesus name this ain't Grandmama's civil rights movement y'all gonna cause y'all president to get y'all hurt okay this ain't grandma this ain't the yas boss no sub boss days this ain't 1950s 1930s Mississippi where we where as a black man I'm gonna look down and not look you in the eye and yas boss you because you a white man. That's not the day we're living in. And y'all gonna cause, let Trump cause y'all to get hurt. I'm saved, not soft. Okay? And y'all can't bastardize scripture with folk who know the scripture. You're not gonna turn the other cheek to me and tell me that It's my Christian duty to allow you to run over me and to abuse me and to harm me. No, I'm I'm a Nat Turner kind of preacher. I believe in the Malcolm X philosophy. Get along with everybody. Respect everybody. Be peaceable to everybody. But if somebody puts his hands on you, send them to the cemetery. I believe in that. And I promise you, if you call yourself trying to hurt me or mine, you're not going to get another cheek. It's not going to happen. But these, these, these folks have lost their minds. When they say they want to make America great again, they, they, that's what they want. They want to take us back to the 1940s and 50s uh, where where we were subject to them and we were scared of getting lynched. No, 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 no. Listen, I'm trying to tell you white supremacists who keep stepping to me for your own good. I'll be tried by 12 before I'll be carried by six. And if you don't know what that means, figure it out. But this whole thing where you think you can silence a black man, you can punk a black man, you can mass threaten a black man into oblivion and think you're going to shut me up, it's not going to happen. Okay, so for all of the Howard Burkhams and white supremacists out there who think your little scare tactics are working. You got the wrong black man. The wrong one before I'll be a slave. All right. I'll be buried in my grave and go on with my Lord and be free. 413-736-2781. I'm telling you, family, keep your head up. Be vigilant. These people are crazy. But I live in the land of Smith & Wesson. Y'all ain't the only ones who believe in the Second Amendment. The difference is we believe in it Not to start a race war, but to defend ourselves against scum like y'all. Good morning, caller. You're on the air.
4: Good morning, sir. How are you?
0: I'm good. How are you?
4: I'm well. Just a a commentary, I just want to point out here. Isn't it something that these same so-called Christians and evangelists said everything they wanted to say about Barack Obama, President Obama? it was freedom of speech but when we say the things that we have the right to say we don't know our
0: place oh yeah we uppity you know you know all of a sudden uh, all of a sudden things that were in scripture all along they're now wanted to apply now all of a sudden you're supposed to pray for the president you're supposed to yes. obey the president you're supposed to respect the president but none of them scriptures applied for the eight years that the black man was in office.
4: Not one, not one time. And it's just, and, and then, then I used to teach, and I taught the burbs, and they can't understand why so many of their children have so many issues. They don't know what to believe. Their parents are such hypocrites to have the audacity to go to church and turn around and hate. That's why they join these cults, and they do drugs they are so confused because they don't know what to believe
0: i mean i literally have these white evangelicals who call my church tell me i need jesus i'm gonna pray for you you nigger i mean I mean, and they see no contradiction between telling me uh i'm a nigger uh but they're gonna pray for me that i receive jesus now, now see i don't i don't want the white Republican conservative Jesus that allows you to call black people the N-word and do everything that you do and still think that you have salvation. That that ain't the Jesus I want no parts of.
4: Well and and they still have these images of Jesus you know with the blue eyes and the yellow hair they need the Gutenberg Bible and find out or, or take some trips to Europe to some of these cathedrals where they show the Christ child and the Madonna as she truly as they really are and that it's just, it's 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 just a throwback, you know. When I was younger, I used to read books by James Baldwin and other authors, and wondered, you know, how people could be so evil. Yet here we are in this day, and it's like we've never progressed. I I used to wonder how people like Hitler came to power, and look where we are now.
0: See, here's the thing. I I told I told folk, I was preaching a sermon the other day, and I said, now you know the reason we can't get complacent in progress that's made we always talk about oh how much progress has been made see evil evil does not concede defeat it it it, it, when you when you get one victory evil doesn't just go sit down and say oh well i guess i lost it regroups it reformulates it comes back at you right now the voting rights act has been nullified by for all intents and purposes um um, Eva, they want to bring us right back to where America was. And th- this guy, Howard Birkham, uh, he's 54 years old. So just think about that. He That means his children are millennials. This racist uh, raised children who, who likely are racist. And see, people want us to think it's a thing of the past. No, white folks passed that mess on from generation
4: to generation. Yes, and what folks need to do, too, is all these organizations, these Greek fraternities, with that, we've got to get people together. We've got to vote because this is real. We've got to raise money. We've got to get candidates who support our interests and the best interests for the entire country. We just can't get mad and just say, okay, oh, well, someone else is going to do something. We need to get out here. A good friend of mine used to say the battles that we do not fight, we save for our children.
0: That's the truth. Thank you so much for your call. 413-736-2781. Good morning, caller. You're on the air. Good morning, caller. Going once, going twice. All right. 413-736-2781. On September 6, 2018, a Dallas police officer, uh, Amber Geiger, claimed that she mistakenly entered... Botham Jean's apartment, believing it was her own, uh, leading her to shoot and fatally kill him as he ate ice cream on his own couch. Uh, the NFL, who had long maligned Colin Kaepernick and other black athletes for having the audacity to protest the unjust murder of black people by police, took to Twitter a few days ago. To post a tribute, to post a PSA to Botham John, who was a um, Harding University graduate. Uh, they, they, they sent out a PSA supposedly to shed light on and bring attention to the Botham John Foundation. Um, it got its message out there using the hashtag everyone's child. Everyone's child was the hashtag. Everyone's child. It started trending worldwide. But the hashtag wasn't trending for the reasons the league had hoped for. Um, Because it didn't go over well. Because uh, we painted the NFL for the hypocrites that they are. Um, um, NFL who jumped on the side. Of the white supremacists in the White House who didn't want black athletes protesting, you know, get that son of a bee off the field. Um, uh, 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 owners who restricted their players from being able to take a knee in protest of injustice. Now has the nerve to be tweeting out. Inspire change. And everyone's child. And they wonder why we're outraged, you know, at your hypocrisy. Um, All of a sudden, the NFL, who suppressed black athletes from bringing attention to social injustice, we're supposed to believe it's genuine in its desire to bring attention to social injustice? I mean, do we look like Willie Lump Lump? And they thought because they went out and got Jay-Z, a famous black rapper, and got him on board and partnered with him for the Inspired Change, they thought that was gonna carry the entire black community on to this hypocritical endeavor. That if we can get Hover, and many of y'all was like, you know, oh, this is, this is, this is chess, not checkers. Let's just give Hover a chance. Let's get him a seat at the table and see he gonna make moves. He know how to move in a room full of vultures. No, he know how to get a check and sell black people out to a bunch of other billionaires who don't give a hamburger about social injustice or dead black people. They care about the fact that the Super Bowl is coming up. No. And so that's why this effort is backfired. Um, that's why folks are showing disdain for what they're trying to do. That's why people are calling out HOVA and the NFL for the hypocrisy of the post. That's why we're pointing out um, that the NFL blackballed Colin Kaepernick for his stance on this exact movement. You blackballed a black man, basically banned him from the NFL to this day because he stepped out against social injustice, and now you want us to think that you're concerned about the very thing that you blackballed and banned Colin Kaepernick for? This is the insult. They think black people are stupid. We're not stupid. I mean, the NFL wasn't in the struggle for justice. When Kaepernick was taking a knee to protest the murder of black people, they ain't in the struggle right now. Good morning, caller. You're on the air.
7: Hey, good morning, uh, Bishop. Well, I uh, listened to you, and i uh check uh, that came to you, man, and... um. And I thank God that you are, you are stepping up to the plate, man, because um, people think Christians don't have a vein, and blood don't, they don't have a vein that blood runs through as well.
0: Absolutely.
7: You know I'm saying? And, and if a man, as Bob Marley said, if a man has a right to defend their own destiny, and you have a right to defend your life and your family, if a man bring it, you're going to have to bring it. Absolutely.
0: Absolutely. And they get it twisted. The Bible, and and, and see, this is what happens when people who don't know Scripture, who don't know the languages, etc., etc., interpret, you know, thou shalt not kill is not really thou shalt not kill. Uh, The proper transliteration is thou shalt not murder. Um, And there's a difference between killing somebody in self-defense. And murdering somebody yeah. so if you come at me or mine and I'm defending myself or my family I got the right to kill you graveyard dead and still be a yeah. Christian
7: yeah definitely what people don't a lot of people don't understand that because they want to throw uh, scripture at you and I'm back to you with the NFL uh, the um NFL right there that's what they are these so-called white um they do over and over again when, when the block um came up with an idea what they do they, they fought against it and then they you know what they do, they repackage it and, and gave it to us like it's theirs and they need to stop you know so continue to do the work man and be blessed you know and be safe alright thank I, you sometimes sometimes you have to watch a scene for your own black folks man because those are the ones that are so-called kind of white because oh the, you're the absolutely people, right so, there are a
0: lot of black sycophants out there who are uh, you know ready and willing to sell us out for some butter biscuits
7: alright man bless up.
0: alright thank you for your call good morning caller you're on the air
8: Yes. Hey, Talbert. How are you?
0: This is Bishop Swan. You're on the air.
8: Yes. Hi. Can you hear me? I can hear you. All right. Perfect. Um, honestly, uh, I just want to say once again, thank you so much for your work. And it is, you know, I remember you once saying that America, make America great again, means make America white again. And with all these people that are getting so furious at you, you are proving their point
0: i mean i mean i mean how how ironic is it that that they get incensed at me calling out racism um flip the script malcolm said malcolm x said uh, they call you racist for pointing out their racism um, and so they call me to call me a racist while being racist at the same time how do you call somebody a racist and a nigger at the same time It it doesn't even make sense
8: It's an oxymoron. It's an oxymoron. And this is not the first time it happens. You have said, I mean, I've seen the letters or people are like, MAGA, nigger, calling you this and you are proving their point. So it doesn't make sense. Why are you mad? Right. And again, it just all goes back to white privilege 101.
0: Oh, you're, you're absolutely right, and, and 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 the thing is, it's it's like it's it's a how dare you spirit, like like I'm white, how dare you challenge me on my bigotry, and how dare you get uppity Negro and challenge uh, the president that we like, you know what I, I mean? Like the, a previous caller said. They maligned Obama for eight years. They ignored all of the scriptures that they're pulling out today to try to tell us that Trump is sent by God and we ought to obey him and all that foolishness. That that didn't exist when Obama was president. And it's this this, this white privilege that causes them to be flabbergasted that a black man has the audacity to call them out. And here's the thing. Here's the problem. The most dangerous black man on the planet for them is a free black man that they can't control they can't silence and they can't take anything away from Uh See, see as long as they, long as they can can take something from you threaten you with your job or you know a grant or something like that then they can control you and silence you but when they run into a black man that they don't give nothing to that they can't take nothing from They can't control, and they can't silence. They get all flustered, and this is the way they respond. Facts.
8: Facts. And just a point that I wanted to put in, all right, because I'm going to say this right now. If any any person who's going to vote for Donald Trump for 2020, you're a white supremacist in my eyes.
0: No hold barred, no equivocation, point blank, period. That's what it is.
8: I don't care. I don't care if you're black, white, and any black or any non white person who's going to vote for Donald Trump for 2020, you're a coon in my eyes. Simple as that.
0: Brother, I need to take you to lunch.
8: And with all these buck dancing black white supremacists like Larry Elder, Candace Owens, Brandon Tatum, they should be ashamed of themselves. They should be ashamed of themselves buck dancing all there defending donald trump i mean it's going it's it, it, i mean they want they they're willing to criticize everybody else but then they act like donald trump's the god and can't do anything wrong get out of here get out of here uh, I, 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 it, it's pretty sad and i live in canada and i see this happening in america this is corner becoming at an all-time
5: high man that's all i gotta say
0: thank you for your call appreciate you brother Good morning, caller. You're on the air.
5: Yes. Good morning. I just uh, kind of way on the end of your subject. You're talking about um, this morning, and you're talking about all of the threats and all that stuff that you're getting from different people out there. Um, uh, just and, and you while you're away. on that,
0: while you're on that point, sorry to interrupt you. If you if you want to hear it, I can't play it here. Um, go to my Twitter page or my Instagram or even my Facebook, and you'll hear the latest threat. Um, by this howard burkham guy out of georgia go right ahead caller
5: okay well thank you very much so you want me to talk about it now go right ahead yeah okay so i just wanted to uh, you know kind of lean in on that and just uh, just rest assured that you're not the only one out there by yourself sir so uh i'm one of these people from old school and I'm not one that just got off the boat from Africa or someone like that. My ancestors been here for 10, 12 generations of North Carolina, American Blackfoot. So right now, I'm not going anywhere. If anybody wants to leave, um, you know, take that fast boat to China, wherever they want to go, but I'm going to be here. So just rest assured that assurance that you're bringing out right now and bringing out all these supremacists or all these people with their head in the sand since uh, number 45 has been there, need to realize, um, you know, we might have been babies once, but now we're grown up. So I just wanted to, you know, interject that in there. And I don't plan on going anywhere unless the good Lord take me there. Have a good
0: day, sir. All right. Thank you for your call. Uh, let me get this in real quick. So the last thing I wanted to deal with, um, there's been a movement out there, ADOS. ADOS, American Descendants of Slaves, founded by... Uh, a woman named yvette carnell um and uh a guy named antonio moore um reparations the lingering racial wealth gap have been conversations largely within the black community um Those issues have received wider attention uh particularly among uh democratic presidential candidates um um, because of this ADOS movement uh, and conversation about reparations. Uh, and so let me say unequivocally, I'm in support of reparations, always have been, have talked about it literally uh, for years. Reparations in black economics um, need to be addressed, need to be in the public sphere. The problem I have with Yvette Carnell and Antonio Moore's movement um, is that it's harmful and they have anti-black practices and policies. Uh, and they continue to attack any black person who they disagree with in the slightest form. Um, um, uh, Francis Cress Welsing, uh, they have attacked her. They have attacked Dr. Claude Anderson. They've attacked Talib Kwali. They've attacked Tariq Nasheed. Uh, they've attacked me. Um, uh, they're attacking Killer Mike right now. You know, uh, And it seems that this ADOS movement spends more time attacking black people than it does attacking white supremacy and fighting for reparations. It attacks the NAACP. I mean, they have a history of working with right-wing media. Uh, like Newsmax um, um, fake progressive organizations like Pro- Progressives for Immigration Reform which is supported by white supremacist John um, um ADOS uh, um, while the conversation about reparations uh, was pushed to the forefront through their efforts they are Becoming extremely divisive in our community, um, separating black Americans from black immigrants and And I understand that that it should be American descendants of slaves that have the claim for reparations, uh, but they're separating um, us from black immigrants is 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 on a more dangerous level because at the end of the day, Uh, When the police come calling, they don't ask you about your immigration status. They see your black skin. Um, um, Now, they they claim to be outspoken advocates for reparations, but they won't support uh, H.R. 40, the Commission to Study and Develop Reparation Proposals uh, for African Americans, a bill that was sponsored by Representative Sheila Jackson Lee. Um, they initially supported the bill, but now they're pushing for the bill not to be um, supported. And I can go on and on with with the dangers of this particular movement. Uh, one of them is under their proposal, it would require black Americans to provide slavery documents before having access to reparations or even affirmative action. And. Um, Many African Americans who are descendants of slaves won't be able to provide this documentation. A lot of documentation doesn't exist, you know, um, uh, for them. And so consequently, this slavery papers requirement uh, would open the door for government scrutiny of family records. Um Exclusionary practices. Um, It would knock out a number of people who are descendants of slaves, but who can't prove it with slavery documents. I'm not with that. Um, ADOS leaders and their minions swarm and attack people on a consistent basis. They refuse to work with established black reparations organizations like uh in cobra that's advocated for reparations for decades on behalf of african americans um they frequently attack black historians black scholars black activists black leaders with this online harassment um which is what they're doing to me right now And, and 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 let me tell you it's for petty reasons They started attacking me. Tariq Nasheed is having what he calls a foundational black Americans conference um, in June. And he posted a flyer. I liked his post. That's all I did. I put three fire emojis under his post and ADOS attacked me like rabid dogs. Because they have an ongoing feud with Tariq Nasheed. So I guess uh, if you like anything that my enemy posts, that makes you my enemy. So because they don't like Tariq Nasheed and they look at his foundational black American conference as competing with their ADOS conference, uh, I became the enemy by liking his post. I support black people who are doing positive things. And if FBA is going to bring attention to the need for reparations and the conversation about how foundational black Americans or descendants of slaves are treated, then I'm supporting them. I can support ADOS as well. It's not pick one or the other. That's y'all beef. That ain't my beef. So. That's the whole foundation of their attack on me is uh, you supported uh, a post of somebody we don't like. We don't need that type of childish, infantile black leadership. And here's the problem. Instead of the leaders of ADOS telling their minions and their followers, hey, back off the bishop." This this ain't worth it. This is nothing to attack them on. They jumped on the bandwagon and started Antonio Moore and Yvette Carnell jumped on the bandwagon and started attacking me as well. So I joined in with Talib Kweli, um, who, who started a hashtag that said ADOS is trash. And, of course, we know he didn't mean African-American descendants of slaves. He's talking about this group led by Yvette Carnell and Antonio Moore. So I posted the hashtag once they started attacking me, and now it's, oh, Bishop Swan is calling all the black descendants of slaves trash. No, I'm not. Stop it. Cut it out. Cut it out. Stop trying to spin the narrative. I'm calling a group that attacks black activists who have the same goals that they have, that attacks iconic figures in the black community like Dr. Francis Cress Welsing, like Dr. Claude Anderson. I call that group trash. That's what I call trash. Um, So I know many of you have seen um, ADOS, ADOS, And you may have jumped on the bandwagon, but if you want to know why Brother Swan is now at odds with this group, that's why. Good morning, caller. You're on the air. Okay, so I have some questions for you, if you don't mind. Um, And this is
8: like no way me trying to disrupt the show. Um, I was just wanting to know how you think that calling our president out for paying his respects to... To people who lost their lives, calling them out for being a racist, trash piece
0: of shit. I don't see how that. Should well, first possible. of all, you're not gonna put words in my mouth because that's not what I, I, mean, I said. That's what you. That is. That's what not what I said. No, 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 no. You're lying. Okay. You're lying. Okay, I have the tweet. No, no. I'm, here, me to read I got tweet? the tweet. I got the tweet, and I already read it. You're lying. All right, <laughs> now you're not gonna call my program and tell lies. I read the tweet at the beginning and everybody can go on my page and find it. You know, um, you're not going to sit here and tell a lie, uh, but I'll tell you exactly why I said what I said. This is what I said. Y'all can find it on my Twitter. It says, that is terrible news exacerbated by the fact that you're still in office. You don't respect black athletes. Keep Kobe's name Out of your lying, racist mouth, you vile, disgusting, white nationalist demagogue. Nowhere did I call him a POS. You're a liar, caller. You're a liar. Right? You ain't gonna call here and tell no lies. Uh, And I said what I said, and before I take it back, I'll add more to it. It's, It's plain and simple. Donald Trump does not respect black people. He does not respect black athletes. He calls black athletes sons of bees. Let me but but, but but above that let me tell you what Kobe Bryant had to say about Trump. Since you're upset that I called him out for his disingenuous hypocritical condolence toward Kobe's family. He should have just kept his mouth shut. This is what Kobe said about Trump. And I quote, A POTUS whose name alone creates division and anger, whose words inspire dissension and hatred, can't possibly make America great again. Let me read it one more time. Since you're trying to distort my words, we'll once again read Kobe's words. Kobe Bryant said, a POTUS whose name alone creates division and anger, whose words inspire dissension and hatred, can't possibly make America great again. Now that's what Kobe had to say about that vile racist demagogue in the white house now what you got to say about that good morning caller you're on the air okay i'm not a troll so before you hang up on me yeah i'm hanging up up on you because you are a troll you're a liar and a troll and you don't get two shots you don't get two bites at the apple you don't get to call here and lie on me and tell my audience that i called him a pos Because that's not even language that I use. I don't even use that language. You're not going to call, you don't get to call my show back and get on the air after calling here with that lie. No. That's not how it works around here. You don't get to say so because you're white. I'm white and I say so. No, bruh. Not today. Not tomorrow. Not ever. (laughs) <laughs> Not on this show. No, no, no. You better call up Rush Limbaugh or Sean Hannity or somebody with that mayonnaise dripping foolishness. Mm-mm. Tell me how it goes down round these parts. <laughs> oh, boy. The mayonnaise marauders be tripping me out, boy. They are something else. I'm telling you, they are a piece of work. Good morning. Talk to them, bro. Talk to them. I'm trying. I'm doing the best I can.
7: God bless you. Keep it up, brother. Keep Uh, it
0: up. All right. 413-736-2781. Oh, my goodness. My goodness. My goodness. My goodness. Man, and, 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 and here's the thing. That tweet that I just read to you all that I, that I tweeted out there uh, about uh, Trump, I got death threats behind it. The, the, I mean, what a way to prove that your president ain't racist and you ain't racist, but to call a black man an a, a N-word and threaten to kill him. I mean, you guys prove my point over and over again. And then then you get others who then justify that behavior, who say, well, you know, uh, you deserved that call. What? I deserved for somebody to call me an N-word and threaten to hang me? Now, anybody who agrees, I don't care whether you agree with me politically or not basic decency and humanity in you would say that's disgusting to call a black man and call him an n-word and threaten to hang him basic human decency would say that's disgusting whether you agree with me or not whether you like me or not but to agree with it and say you deserve that call you're just as much trash as the guy who made the call And this is this is the type of people who support Trump. The type of people that say, you know, Reverend you deserve that call. Who are on my social media right now defending the caller. This is the type of trash that supports Donald Trump. This is why this man needs to get out of office. This is the riffraff that he has empowered in our nation who now walk around with their chest out and their head up thinking they can treat black and brown people any kind of way they feel like that's why they'll call with their caller ID showing completely identifying themselves and do stuff like that because they think that they are untouchable because of that demagogue in the White House. Trump is going to cause a lot of y'all to get hurt. Period. He's going to cause y'all to get hurt. I got a lot more patience than some of my brothers out there. Um, I have a relationship with God that allows me not to respond vengefully. But there's some brothers out there that had you called their house or their office threatening to hang them, they'd be on their way to see you. And see y'all going to mess around with the wrong brother who don't have the kind of self-control that I got. Y'all going y'all going to let see let me tell y'all something. Trump has 24-hour secret service, which means he can call people names and malign people all the time. Ain't nothing going to happen to him. You ain't got no secret service. You keep playing around with black people. Good morning, caller. You're on the air.
5: Good morning, Thomas. Swan. how you doing?
0: I'm good. How are you?
5: Everything in scriptures is fulfilling. It talks about that in Ephesians chapter 6, verse 12, that we're going to be wrestling against like spirits in high places. So... Um, us as believers and followers of Christ, it shouldn't be no new news. It's just that we just got to put the full armor of God on and go forward and resist everything that the devil is trying to do in those high places. And it's just a reminder that it's even going to get worse as time go on, but we just have to be equipped and have knowledge on how to deal with all of this bias and racist stuff that's going on, not only in this world, but also in our community. And that's the only thing I just want to share Um, Oh, today.
0: All right. Thank you for your call. Listen, now let me announce this before I get off the air. Um, the lift every voice lecture series is on its way. It's on its way every year for the last 10 years. I've sponsored, uh, a a lecture series that has brought, um, World renowned people, some of the brightest minds uh, in the nation, to Springfield, Massachusetts, uh, in a lecture series in uh, celebration and honor of uh, Black History Month. Um, And so this year, um, we start on the 4th of February. That's a week from tomorrow, a week from tomorrow, uh, next Tuesday. And my guest speaker next Tuesday is Miss Karen Hunter, Pulitzer Prize winning journalist, um, uh, radio personality on Sirius XM. You can catch her Monday through Friday from three to six on Urban View on Sirius XM. She's my birthday twin. We were both born on April 24th. She's going to be my guest speaker on Tuesday, February 4th, a week from tomorrow. You want to be there, 6.30 p.m., 6.30 p.m. sharp, at the Spring of Hope Church, 35 Alden Street. Uh, My guest host will be Waleska Lugo de Jesus. Uh, We've got music by K. Sam, and we've got uh, spoken word. Uh, by shana joseph uh, and we've got dance by youthful expressions it's going to be off the chain on tuesday you want to be there as we start black history month now the day before that on monday the third will be our annual flag raising at city hall um at city hall Flag raising will take place. We'll raise the African American Heritage flag above City Hall. I'll be the keynote speaker at that ceremony, and then we'll kick off the lecture series on the fourth with Ms. Karen Hunter. Now, the other two dates are February 11th. Rev. Cornell William Brooks, uh, Rev. Cornell William Brooks, is the former president and CEO of the National NAACP a civil rights attorney, the former CEO of the Institute of Social Justice. Uh, He worked with the Lawyers Committee for Civil Rights, and now he is the professor of public leadership and social justice at Harvard University. So you want to be with us on the 11th for the Reverend Cornell William Brooks. And then on the 18th, we close out the lecture series with Dr. Avis Jones DeWeaver, and Dr. Avis Jones DeWeaver is an award-winning author, political commentator. you catch her on TV One. you catch her on CNN, on BET, on Sirius XM. Bad sister, she is the former executive director of the National Council of Negro Women. And for those AKAs in the area, she's one of y'all sorors, Okay. So Avis Jones-DeWeaver, Dr. Avis Jones-DeWeaver will be with us on the 18th. Reverend Cornell Williams-Brooks will be with us on the 11th. And Karen Hunter will be with us in just over one week. She will be with us to open up the Lift Every Voice lecture series. Everything takes place 6.30 p.m. Spring of Hope, Church of God in Christ. And if you're looking for a place to worship... That's a good place to hang out. Check us out every, every Sunday. Uh, We start prayer at 7 a.m. Then we got... Sunday school at 9.30 a.m. And then our morning worship celebration is at 11 o'clock a.m. Check us out at 413hope.org. My pleasure being with you. I'm going to sneak you in, caller. I'm just going to sneak you in. You're the last caller of the day. Good morning.
2: Good morning. How are you?
0: I'm good. Caller? Hang up on me. Can you-
1: of the truth.
0: Goodbye. <laughs> okay. I don't know what the caller said, but hey. Listen, Mrs. Cynthia Butler is in the studio. She's coming up next with mid-morning jazz, great black music. Don't you dare touch that dial. Stay right there, okay? I got to get out your way. I got to go get me some breakfast. You know, I'm so upset Chef Rufus closed down, man. I, I need a good place to get me some Some fishing grits. You know what I'm saying? But anyway, let me get on out the way. Um, uh, Rest in peace, Kobe Bryant. Uh, Our prayers go out to his family. Um, I hope you and yours continue to be blessed until the next time I talk to you and you talk to me. Always remember, God loves you, and so do I.